Welcome ladies to the Sasha Eburn podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with an unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. On today's episode, we're joined by a remarkable guest who wears many hats. Ella, short for Raffaella, is a longtime working professional photographer and videographer based in Byron Bay. More than just a photographer, she is a fellow business owner who appreciates the entrepreneurial journey. She enjoys helping businesses refine and define their visual identity, marketing, and systems. Ella believes in the power of collaboration and knowledge sharing to help others achieve success, connection, and satisfaction. Ella is the creative force behind the rebrand that is set to launch today. In this episode, we're delving into the dynamic world of photography, but with a unique twist. We will be exploring how VAs can play a pivotal role in a photographer's business, as well as clear strategies on your business branding and image in terms of design, as well as the photography itself. So whether you're looking to uplevel your brand and photography or someone who is interested in the incredible synergy between the creative, being a photographer and a virtual support, you're in for a treat. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Ella. I'm so grateful to have you on today. Thank you. I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. Now, I'm so excited to have you on and it's and it's a perfect time to have you on the show because you are the brains behind the upcoming rebrand, not just the strategy, but also the design, photos and everything in between. It would be great if you could go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, of course. I'm Ella, short for Raffaella. I started working for my first photography studio in the last few years of high school. Thanks to my mum. Shout out mum. Yeah, that kind of put me on the path to where I am now. I studied multimedia. So basically have been or had my fingers in anything that's kind of digital and creative. So yeah, that's kind of how I got my start. I've done lots of different things in between there. Maybe some stories that'll come out, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, some really interesting experiences that have kind of given me the really broad perspective that allows me kind of to do all these different, different aspects of digital media. Yeah, great. So you're not just a photographer or a videographer, you do a lot of things. Tell us, I guess, the day of the life of Ella. What is it that you actually do? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) What do I do with my time? Definitely full. So yeah, photography, videography and design, predominantly. I'm really trying to not spread myself too thin. So I feel like three, the top three are, are there. They're pretty good. But yeah, day in the life, I will be basically either editing out on a shoot or wrangling my admin and post-production. So yeah, it could look like anything around those areas. I do love a bit of variety. So that's always, always fun. I do like doing different things. If you had to pick one thing that you loved that you had to do every single day, would it be out there shooting, inside doing the editing? What specifically would it be? I don't think you can nail me down to one. <laughs> I think the beauty, I think the beauty is in having the variety. Cause I think if you do anything too much, it does, 
yeah, get quite repetitive, but there's also a lot to be said for doing something over and over again. I do, if I had to pick one, I do really love being out there shooting. There's something about the energy and the interaction that's really fun and I really enjoy. So if I had to pick one, (laughs) I would probably pick that. Yeah, great. And your shoots are really fun and I can speak from personal experience and I'm super excited for those photos to make the light of day come Monday as well. So I guess a um, no better time to maybe tell tell the audience about the uh, brand shoot days and what that involves. Yeah, of course. So one of my offerings is personal branding photo shoot days. And this basically allows uh, my beautiful clients to come onto a stunning location that we hire for the whole day. So that's a huge benefit to them because often these locations are quite expensive, they're really beautiful, and they often have a minimum hire. So, yeah, that's a huge benefit. And it also creates this beautiful atmosphere. So we all gather, we have champagne and snacks and we, yeah, we have a slot with each client. And obviously beforehand, we've done a a fair bit of planning and prep to set them up for the day. And then we're there ready to go and making the most of that time on set. And it's a really great way for my clients to get a really good amount of content that has lots of variety within that to either set them up in their business so they've got everything they need to launch their business or probably more like yourself, it's an ongoing development of your brand or just continually putting content out there to keep pushing that growth and keep pushing your business forward. So, yeah, energy in, energy out, right? So, yeah, great. I think, yeah. I think the evolution of the brand is really quite fascinating One thing that I noticed that you did really differently and what I've also talked about on the podcast before is with everything that we do in business as a strategy. And I'd love for you to give us a little bit of an insight on what the strategy conversation generally looks like pre a brand shoot and why it's so important to actually have that. Because I know that a lot of people jump into different shoots and they just rock up on the day, they take whatever they feel like. But why is that so important to have that strategy discussion before heading into a shoot? Mm, Yeah, good question. Well, I guess, first of all, I really like getting to know my clients. It's really important to tap into them and who they are. And everyone is really unique. And that's part of the fun for me as well is getting to meet everyone. And, yeah, I don't know if it's tangible, but there's, yeah, definitely a, a style or an energy to each different person. And, I don't think you can separate business and who you are. I think they are one and that really emanates through. So part of that process to kind of get to that is having a mood board session with me and a bit of a questionnaire as well. So that goes through, you know, some basic marketing questions from who do you think you're serving? What problem do you think you're solving to what kind of feel or give me three words that you think describes your business. So they could be more emotive. So we start to get a sense of who you are through those things. And then the mood board gives you also a visual aspect of that. So I'm trying to understand you on all different levels. What do you choose? What do you naturally gravitate to? How do you perceive yourself and who you're trying to connect with basically? Yeah, great. And I think, really focusing on the branding being, I guess, an extension of yourself. And one thing that I hear in the virtual assistant space is a lot of people feel that they need to create their brand for their audience. So can you talk about why a brand really needs to be more about the individual and the business compared to about their ideal audience? 
Well, I think they kind of work together, but you can't be something that you're not, I guess, essentially exactly. either, right? So, and I think, again, that's the beauty when I talked about before, that uniqueness. And I think this is at the core of my business is I truly believe everyone has something really unique to offer. And even, you know, that's why it's also so important to stay in your lane because no matter what's happening out there, you only you have are you. So you're yes. going to attract a certain kind of person you're really going to be able to serve someone that maybe no one else can. So you, yeah, you are that. And I guess it also comes down to authenticity. It's, yeah, yeah, you just got to be real. I think that's a big value of mine as well. Yeah, really. I guess I work in the space of perception, essentially. But obviously, I want that to have substance as well. So when they are, when they do come through that outer layer of branding and perception, that they really meet the person on the other side and they, continue to yeah connect and give you those deeper layers if that makes sense it does yeah definitely and I guess if we're talking about branding and rebranding I think it definitely has its time and a place but could you talk a little bit more about that because I see a lot of business women jumping and getting started and within a very short period of time jumping into another brand and I'm just curious how you feel that that sort of lands with their audience how quick is too quick how long is too long where does that look like and what's I guess the sweet spot Hmm. Yeah, I feel, I mean, obviously it's all in so individual and you probably don't want to give your audience too much whiplash, but uh, yeah, I feel it's always an iterative process. It's always going to evolve. I think that's really natural because we're growing and changing constantly. Yeah. If you're rebranding every six months, it might be a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. And even, yeah, even with an evolution and even thinking about your brand, even though from a color perspective, it's been quite a, a dramatic shift Mm. but at the same time there are some really just simple elements like the font we've chosen for your sort of key logo and your key um, display font there's just the slightest hint or reference to a font that you used to have so you still are you and you still kind of picked certain things that connected with you so there was a similar vein in there but it's just had a little like freshen up a little polish a little yeah a little evolution Absolutely. And I think it's about more tuning into self and and the business to really feel whether it's appropriate to change. And if you find that yourself and as the business is changing and evolving, then that might need to organically head in that direction rather than I'm just going to rebrand for the sake of rebranding. I think you feel it. I think you know when it doesn't feel right or you feel like you need to shift it or, yeah, it doesn't, it no longer feels aligned for you or, yeah, you kind of know. Definitely. I'd love for you to touch on a little bit more about cohesive brand and why it's so important to have it go the, all the way across through to the marketing. So it's not just here's a brand guide, go and do do whatever you please. It's uh, I guess really more what I'm asking, why is it so important for it to be portrayed through all aspects of your marketing to stand out? So there's a couple of reasons like really underlying reasons that consistency is really important I guess the main two would be trust and recognition Mm -hmm. and I guess the third one's perception so even though they're not hugely tangible things and sometimes this is where educating people on understanding why it's important to have a cohesive brand and, and a professional brand as well like to have someone do these things for you is even though you can't sort of they're not as tangible. They are working on this underlying level of, again, perception. So when someone's interacting with you, they might not even know it consciously, but 
what they're receiving, the, the level of quality of the image or the level of, yeah, consistency throughout all your channels, like that's adding to their experience of you. And yeah. that's really coming through that, again, that outer layer. But that's really important because that's the first step. That's you. That's kind of the first step of the sales process, really. It's that trust, right? No, like trust. Yeah. So, yeah, super important to have that. I guess if you just really think about it from a customer level or, you know, put yourself in their shoes and they sort of turn up to your virtual front door and, like, are you there? Like, is your face there to greet them? I love that. Yes. (laughs) Like, just because we're not brick-and-mortar businesses, it doesn't mean we lose these really key things that are just key business elements, which is high Who's there to greet me? Yes. (laughs) Are they dressed professionally? Do they have, you know, a beautiful counter? Is there someone there to meet me? Is there help available? When I walk into that digital building, is there a nice feel? Is there a nice vibe? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. It's about being visible as well. It's about having a really cohesive shop front in all aspects. So you might, might have great assets, but use them consistently and be showing up online whether that's on your website or socials there's nothing worse than a business owner going to your socials and you haven't posted in about three or four weeks it really mm-hmm. sends the vibe of, are you open are you closed are you running are you fully booked it's a big question mark right absolutely yeah you're walking past that building and like there's kind of some spider webs and you're not sure if it's open or not or yeah absolutely you can put it into that realistic or that material view and yeah you can kind of get the feel for where you're at yeah definitely and I guess with a lot of new business owners coming into the space and in the, the VA industry, there's always the question of should they invest in a photographer or should they do a DIY shoot on their mobile phone? And with mobile phones becoming better and better every day, tell us really about the benefits of booking a professional photographer. We've talked about the strategy, but I'd love to talk to the results and the, you know, the output afterwards and why it's so important to invest in a really great photographer than DIYing it ourselves. Mm, yeah, of course. Look, I, I'll give a little tip to the iPhone because I feel, you know, it is becoming more accessible and that's really powerful and useful too. But I think having that really good base of professional images, it's just going to set you up straight away and it's going to feed that perception and that trust and that recognition. It's just going to give you that high level, I think, which is huge. Like it's such a, it's going to set you apart. It's really going to help you stand out yeah. and people will see that investment. Like if obviously you're investing that, you're going to get the return in the fact that it, it looks beautiful and people are receiving that. But yeah, I mean, there's always a time and place for both, but I feel like it's really important to, yeah, have some professional images done. Also like beyond just the end result, the thing that really comes from having a photo shoot is working with someone and this is something that comes up working digitally as well right we're on our own a lot and it can be quite isolating in a lot of senses but that and you know I'm sure you felt this on the day there was such energy and magic and you know you had someone to bounce off and it was a collaborative experience and we worked together and you know we wouldn't have had those same ideas separately on our own but when we come together it really that's a creative process, right? We yeah. we plan as much as we can because that's really important. But once we're there and we've got everything set out, then we're free to play within that structure. And that creates, yeah, fun, energy, developing things on their own. It's really quite a fun process. Yeah. Coming from somebody that's had a few 
photo shoots in the past, it's always been quite a learning experience. Yes, you know, there's fun with the photographer, but there's also, you know, like you say, the the champagne, the food out there. I know that you generally have the same makeup artists and having conversations and you're kind of on the same page with the looks and the feel and it's it's just different and it's a lot of fun. And I guess the fact that you take it from start to finish, it really kind of changes that up and it's not such a, a lonely journey as well. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. That yeah. really, yeah, that's, that's, that's so nice to hear because I really want to create a full experience. That's the idea. And we all just want to connect and share and. We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build, grow and scale your VA biz to 30k plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VA Way Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full-time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success and build a thriving VA business, head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. It's also incredible the people that connect on the day as well or even after. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I've, I've seen you in this coaching program or I always see you online or one of the clients said, I think from our shoot, she's like, I'm pretty sure I saw Sasha in the coffee shop yes. when I was exactly. leaving my shoot, she but did. I wasn't, <laughs> she I wasn't sure it was her. Yeah. And but, I know um, that the, the previous, the one, I think it was the first of the day. I looked her up on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I know who she is. She's friends with this person and this person. So it's definitely all about connection. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. The other concept or question that comes up quite a lot is Canva versus graphic designers. Now, I've gone through the evolution of brands and have done the Canva and, you know, now have had the brand done professionally. And I can certainly talk to the lessons that I learned. But I would love for you to talk about it from a graphic designer's perspective on how actually investing in assets and branding and how it can support the evolution of your brand rather than just picking a logo on Canva. Look, you can't really get away with, well, I don't know, sometimes you can. Technology is moving pretty fast, but I think it's important. Like Canva is this incredible tool. I love Canva, Mm. but I think it's also important just to get that basis and that real design work done with some more advanced tools that allow you to kind of go in and and move things in a certain way. It'll just set you apart. I think even when we have these powerful tools like Canva, they're only as good as the person using them, right? So there's still that you're not just, yeah, you're paying for that skill and that eye and that curation. And, yeah, so, like, I use Adobe software. It's just a lot more powerful. Mm. But... Canva is the bridge that supports our clients. So once all of that work is done, we can put that all into Canva and then that actually allows you the tools to be a bit more self-reliant, not have to ask a designer for like a really simple change or you can continue to use those. So you have the structure set up for you to then run with. Yeah. Yeah, great. And I guess my experience and the reason why I started looking into having the brand professionally done was the printing capabilities I found or printing a logo that I had designed on Canva was very, very minimal. And I kept on having pushback from the production company and they're like, we just can't use this image. And I even tried to 
get somebody to fix the image and it just was a it was a lost cause so I'm Mm -hmm. grateful and excited to see the new brand come out and to be able to use the logos for printing that's going to be absolutely a big win yeah well there's key industry standards and ways of doing things so while Canva does allow you to move quickly Mm -hmm. again if you don't have that understanding of of those things and Canva isn't really geared towards that it's geared towards fast so yeah and that's where that getting that base brand kit it should give you all the assets in all your different variations in all your different file types so you kind of have those ready to use in all the different situations because yeah your printer will definitely give you a hard time because he expects a certain industry standard of I need this file for this reason Yeah. yeah so that's really important and whilst we're we're talking about tech I'm a very techie person, as I'm sure that you know, and I love talking about new innovative ways. I'd love to know your favourite tools and techniques that you use either as a graphic designer or as, or as a photographer and what's essential for the success in your field. I know you're probably looking for some more practical answers on this, but when I look at the word success straight away, that made me go to, like, how do you get to that success? And for me, I don't think you can really separate your job or your daily, like your daily tasks from how you are in your life and who Mm. you are. So I feel success, you need creativity, willingness, and a positive curiosity to explore and try new things. If I had to summarize it, that's how I'd really, yeah, and I guess I got caught on that word success, so maybe that's less practical for you. But obviously technology and equipment plays a huge part, but in the absence of the availability of that, it does come down to creativity and genuine enthusiasm. And I guess I'm speaking here to someone who might not have access to that equipment or technology yet. Mm. They're like, well, I really want to be successful in graphic design or, you know, or in this related industry or as a VA supporting someone. It's just a genuine love and interest for that thing. I think that's what drives you continually forward. Mm. To bring it back to the tech tools and techniques, I do love the good gear. Yeah. I love, I love the good gear. And this is also a good reason to pay your photographer well because it's definitely an investment. Yeah. I just got a new camera, which is, yeah, cinema camera. And also I'm a Canon girl. So I'm in the Canon realm and I've moved over to mirrorless, which is exciting. So I just bought the Canon R5C. So that's a tool in my toolkit. I've also got the 5D Mark IV, which is the digital SLR, which I still love the colour on if you want to get technical. Mm-hmm. Canon's really known for its colours. And then, yeah, software, I guess. So the Adobe Suites, I don't think they're going to go out anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's powerful software. Obviously got to, yeah, keep up to date with what's happening. But, yeah, good camera gear and those, you know, really key professional softwares. And in the absence of those, it is creativity and doing it anyway. So. I love that. Yeah, investigation. Yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing. Now, as a photographer, videographer, I'm sure you've worked on many memorable projects and you've been doing it for some time. Is there one project that has stood out or somebody that you have shot that stood out as your most memorable project? Such good questions. Mm. I'm loving the brand shoot day, so I also do a bunch of commercial work as well. But the brand shoot days are awesome. And the more I do them, the more incredible people I meet. I'd say the top two standouts at the moment would be, I think it was on our day, actually, that we did together. One of uh, the girls decided to get into the pool fully clothed, which was really. (laughs) I love it. 
which was really cool. She was just a, I think she was a business coach. She's a, a great character and it was just so her. And she's like, I'm, I'm getting in the pool. So that was super cool. And then recently I also had a naked yoga teacher. So we did some fun shots with that mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> It's a shame you probably can't even share your amazing work on Instagram because of I this did. type of content. Yeah, well, it's all very appropriate, but okay. yeah, there was a perfectly placed leaf when she was doing an upside down mm, sort of okay. headstand, Nathan, which was really cool. I love that. We're going to shift gears a little bit and really talk about VAs in the photography industry and For somebody that's really interested in working with photographers, give us a little bit of an insight on what sort of tasks they could support a photographer in to really save them some time and money in their business. I'm going to take a guess and speak for most photographers. Admin is probably not their ideal task, nine times out of ten, because they're generally a creative. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not always, but I'd say that's probably the number one thing they'd start to outsource first. And I think it's important with that too, just to, yeah, it's still a creative business. So actually the admin will still be quite maybe different to another business. So it will be, yeah, quite different communication with clients, a little bit more emotional, less, you know, compared to say to a lawyer, you'll be creating more of a relationship with that client. Yeah. And it's generally, you know, photography, even a photographer who does maternity or child, you know, like kids or something like that, you generally photographing quite an emotional or intimate or quite interesting part of someone's life. So yeah, different kinds of communication there. Yeah, but definitely admin. Um, Sales would probably be the next one Mm -hmm. for someone who's kind of scaled and really doing a high volume. Yeah, particularly like I know for me, I do a lot of my sales through DMs and social media, which I think is probably quite common these days. So some kind of processes around that. And obviously, yeah, I guess customer journey and customer care. So taking them from that inquiry space through preparing for the shoot. They often have a lot of questions and need support to, yeah, payment, contracts, delivery, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, great. And if if there was somebody out there that is a VA, however, has got experience in video editing and post-production for a business that – is looking to scale, is that really something that, you know, if you are working on your own solo photographer, that you would seek out support from a virtual assistant to come in and kind of help on a project basis with you? Absolutely. That's, I guess, the next huge part of the hours that need to get done really is, yeah, post-production. So, I mean, I currently use a bit of AI for editing. It doesn't obviously remove the whole job, but it does make it quicker. But say in that editing process, a potential job I would look to outsource could be selection. So you still, I know there's some AI coming out around this actually as well, but I like to choose my shots because sometimes the slightly different or creative ones are the ones I want to pick. But yeah, things like selection. So you just need to basically cull all the images that just aren't important. So something like that could be really helpful. Retouching as well. If you've got a bit of a technical background and you kind of enjoy that. That's also something that can be taught and learnt. If you sort of don't have those skills yet, you could potentially work with a photographer to upskill. Yeah, and video editing, 100%. So reels, repurposing, yeah, that's a huge chunk of work that would be highly appreciated, I'd imagine. Yeah, great. So it sounds like there's a lot that a VA could definitely do to step in and the fact that a lot of those skills can be learnt as well, which I think is really great to highlight too. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. 
So if you were to be out there looking for a VA for your photography business, what qualities or skills do you think are essential to support somebody in this space? Yeah, uh, in general, I'm always looking for people who are just positive and enthusiastic. It's that ability to communicate with them. And I think that's a skill, 100%. How we do anything is how we do everything, right? So how I can interact and communicate with that person. I guess no matter what you're doing, that's a like a huge skill. On a skills level, admin is probably, yeah, ability just with systems, which mm-hmm. I'd say is probably a, a high skill as a VA, I'd imagine, for most most VAs. So, yeah, just ability to, to organize me. If I'm a crazy creative, someone who can just go, I got you, uh, let me organize that for you. Yes. So you can go do the creative. Yes. Yeah, I think that would be really key as well. And I guess lastly, another key area, which is kind of more of a general one, is just the ability to tap in and link in with my or my brand's personality and how I communicate and interact with my customers. Mm. So just the ability to kind of read the energy of the business or the personality of the business and translate that through my messaging and my interactions from there. Yeah, I think it's definitely someone's got to have very similar qualities to you to be able to portray that through that customer journey as well if they are going to be client-facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Before we finish up, I always like to go through some rapid-fire questions so we can get to know you a little bit better. Tell us what is your favourite social media platform for business networking? Instagram, all the way. Yeah. Morning or night out? I'm a morning person. 4.30 a.m. starts. Out by the beach in Byron or what, what yeah. is good for you? Either at the gym, walking the lighthouse, getting some quiet time to actually pump out some work before the world works up and yeah. wakes up, um, and then going to the gym when everyone's kind of gone to the gym and left. Yeah. So you kind of just do the opposite. and <laughs> Yeah. The luxuries of being self-employed, you can plan your day as you choose. Absolutely. I love that. And there's nothing better than that that first light at the lighthouse as well. Definitely Magic. done that a few times. <laughs> now, I can probably guess this. As you're a creative, however, we're going to ask it anyway. Windows or Mac? Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, in the creative space, Mac is a lot more, I believe, friendlier in terms of tech and, and use, which is great. I'm yeah. A Mac. Coffee or tea? Oh, I'm going to have to say tea. I love coffee, but, you know, tea's working better for me. Who's life? <laughs> Beach or mountain vacation? I'm... A Gemini, so I'm really split down the middle. I've lived six years in the mountains in Canada, and I currently live by the beach. So I guess I've chosen the beach, but I definitely have a foot in each camp. I know we don't ask this question, but it's no secret that I love the snow, and I'm assuming that if you lived in Canada in the mountains, you may hit the slopes. So ski or snowboarder? I'm both. <laughs> I've never met anyone that's both. It's always one or the other. Wow. I know. You switch between I, um, the two. I do. T- truth be told, I was also in the mountains for mountain biking, so in the summer. Yeah, but right. in the winter, I was a skier and a snowboard, and I definitely equally switched between both for different reasons. So one was more for fun with friends. The other one, I was actually shooting some, like, ski clubs and stuff, some, like, kids they would do like free ride clubs in the winter as well so I'd follow them around and having a big heavy camera bag on your back it's much easier on skis because you're more center weighted and you're not kind of on your side it kind of just a bit easier on the body so yeah both (laughs) I love that I love that now if anyone wants to reach out and find you where can they find you 
Instagram is definitely my natural home. You can find me at dreamcreative.au, which is also my website. So www.dreamcreative.au. Yeah, that's mostly where I hang out. Amazing. And tell us a little bit about the upcoming shoots and we will add some information in the show notes if anyone is interested in reaching out to get involved in one of the shoot days. Yeah, of course. Of course, you can always come to me for a shoot anytime, but the brand shoot days are extra fun and you've obviously got the location and that's what we've been talking about today. They're really, really great. And I also have a business partner that I team up with to collaborate to include a Reels section and a bit of social media strategy, which is pretty exciting. So our next one is coming up in a couple of weeks in Sydney, October 24th. And Our following one on from that is November 19th. We've only got two spaces left on that one. So that's pretty exciting. That'll be on the Gold Coast, which I know you'll be joining us, which is super exciting. Really beautiful location. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the Sasha Eben show today. It was so great having you on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was really, really fun. Thank you so much. As we wrap up another enlightening episode of the Sasha Eben Show, we would like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to our incredible guest, Ella, for sharing her wealth of knowledge on branding, photography, and the synergy between a photographer and a virtual assistant. In a world where visual identity is paramount, Ella's insights have illuminated the path towards a more cohesive and impactful brand. Remember, investing in professional photography goes beyond aesthetics. It's about capturing the essence of your brand with the quality and flair it deserves. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at SashaEburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.